stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR, The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now, here's your host, Katie Kempner. Hello, I'm Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, January 22nd, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week, well, mostly each week, I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are leading and covering the industry. And my hope is that by listening to these thought leaders, you will find inspiration and find some new and exciting things to think about. So today, well, I promise we'll accomplish just that. I have a truly amazing guest. It'll be my second time talking with her on the show. Last year, she was on when she was executive director of the Clios, and she has moved on in her career to another extremely exciting position as executive director of the internationally renowned Art Directors Club. Amy Brophy, welcome. Yes, hi. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Very well, thanks. Nice to be on your show. Thanks. Thanks for coming back. Of course, of course. So let's talk a little bit. Let's jump right in and talk a little bit about your new gig. Can you tell me what you're up to and where you are with the Art Directors Club? Sure. I'm happy to talk about that. The Art Directors Club is a creative collective that was founded in 1920. It was the first of its kind uh, in the U.S. And essentially, let me tell you a little bit about that history. It was founded originally when illustrators were jumping into doing some commercial work. And so this club was founded on the basis of an exhibition. And it was all about legitimizing fine artist work in the service of advertising. Over time, this club has uh, grown and gone through the 50s, 60s, 70s and, until now. And uh, now, as the executive director of the Art Directors Club, I lead an organization which is made up of uh, creatives in all sorts of visual communications, including illustration, graphic design, advertising, interactive media, photography, and the like. So that's what I'm doing well, here now. So it's, you touched on something that I still think people are working on, legitimizing fine artists in the business of advertising. I mean, do you kind of find when it comes to advertising that, you know, there's all these wonderful artists and yet they're sort of waiting so that they, you know, they're a sculptor who does advertising or an illustrator who does or a photographer? Or do you think it's more now prestigious to actually say you're in advertising? I don't know if that's true, but I feel like it's come full circle since the first days of the founding of this organization when it was scandalous to put your work in the service of a brand. It was considered terrible. I don't think that's the case now, of course, with uh, both agencies and consumers getting in the game. It's really anyone's game. I don't think it's scandalous at all. If you if even say if I was reading, I think I was reading USA Today that there's going to be a continuation this year of more and more consumer generated advertising. So really, everybody's in the game now. Anyone can get in the game. It's not a guarantee that it's good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a guarantee that it's good. So, what are the goals of the Art Directors Club? 
Well, the Art Directors Club continues with the goals that it had originally, which was then to really legitimize or to bring to the attention of the advertising community the best work in any given year. It also brings, and was true then, that work in front of clients to be able to see what is the what is the uh, benchmark, what is the best work. At the same time, from its first day until now, the ADC incorporated beyond what was then uh, illustrators, which was the advertising application, to include designers. So designers are a big part of uh, this organization. About 50% of the membership of ADC is in design in the largest sense, both interactive and graphic design, package design, environmental design. But the, but the goals remain the same, to, to raise the best work uh, as an example, to inspire individuals in creative fields, including students and young professionals, and to really bring that work to the attention of the community, including clients. Can we talk a little bit maybe about the annual awards? Because my understanding is that's the biggest thing of the year, or one of the key things of the year for you. Well, it is. It's our 87th year doing this. We uh, give the award here is a cube. There's a gold cube and a silver cube, and that is it. And the gold and silver cube are given to a variety of categories, and it continues the tradition set way back in the 20s mm-hmm. about elevating the best work. So that continues. That is the biggest uh, uh, effort that the ADC puts on in a given year, but it is by no means the only. There's quite a bit of programming that happens at the ADC at the local and the podcast level for its international membership. So there's a lot more beyond the award show, but we do have in the award show the the typical categories and some new ones as well, which I'd love to tell you about. Yeah, I'd love to talk about award shows, and I wanted to ask your opinion about a bunch of things. You know, before we jump into talking about this award show, I want to ask you something because, you know, and we had discussed this when you were on before about the Clios. Award shows are very important to a lot of people, and to a lot of people they say, you know what, they're not particularly relevant. What do you see as the value of award shows? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a story first about what I would say to the person who says they're not particularly relevant, if they happen to be a creative professional, that they may not be relevant in the sense of what they would like to be a part of, but the fact is that these are mechanisms that bring to the attention of the community the best work. And often you find folks that say that they're not relevant also enter them heavily. So I'm not sure what that (laughs) says. They are relevant. They bring forward, in an imperfect way, the best work that was produced in a given year as judged by their peers. And I think that's saying something. Now, do you think that an award show, winning award shows, is a w- because you know a lot of people that listen to this show um, are PR professionals. Do you think, and when people are putting together plans, sometimes they call me and they say, well, what do you think we should do? I mean, should we try to get an ad week? Should we try to, you know, get are people to speak? Should we try to win awards? And I say, yes, you should do all of that. I mean, do you see award shows as a way to boost an agency's image? I definitely do. There are a number of really important reports out in the community that rank the uh, 
the awards given to any one agency or to any one individual. And those are very closely monitored by those folks who know and understand this mechanism. Uh, you've heard, of course, of the gun report or the shots report, Grand Prix report, and literally it gives the cumulative standards of or totals of entities and agencies that have done well in uh, awards across the globe. CPB has actually topped the gun report a couple of times, but I'm I'm supposed to not be you know it's, I'm not supposed to focus on CPB, but yes, those, and but people spend clients and agency people and people looking at what agencies to go to. They really do take a very close look, and also creativity does li- the same list of um, yes. the top award winners of the year. It's true, and they're all. Each award gains a certain point. So if you get a gold, you'll get an, uh, four points or three points, depending on what it is, and silver and so on down the road. So those folks that are getting the highest point total are actually claiming the best record overall, and I think that stands for something. It's not the complete picture, but it certainly says something. Well, tell us a little bit about the categories in your show. Well, you'll find in ADC the categories in the 87th Annual Awards here, beginning with the print category, which is where we began. And through the years, obviously, we added categories in the 40s, TV and radio. And along the way, uh, interactive was added, design was expanded, and uh, the general categories that you would expect at a large international show, which the ADC is. In addition, we've added uh, some new categories that are important uh, because the technology is changing and interactive. You would expect that to happen with the proliferation of media platforms, for example, a mobile category or in the design uh, categories and environmental design and product design category, which is new to the ADC. So these things keep changing and refreshing and becoming uh, relevant as the industry changes. Um, but there are two categories that we've added recently that are unique to the um, ADC, and they are the ADC Design Sphere, which is a unique award given to a body of work across time uh, for in the service of a single client, and that is um, unparalleled in the universe. In, in the in the universe, in the industry, uh, and the universe, some, and the universe, the advertising <laughs> universe advertising and design universe. And then uh, one of our categories is uh, actually morphing into a slightly different thing, which should happen with award categories. And that is the ADC's hybrid award, which could be compared to Clio's Content and Contact or, for example, the, the Con Titanium. And that is the hybrid award used to be for a multi-platform effort, multi-channel effort. But, of course, that's, those are table stakes today. Yeah. Uh, what it's for now is just pure innovation, and that's called the ADC hybrid. So is it for an integrated campaign, or it could be for anything? It could be for anything. It is for uh, advertising and design that is determined by its creator to be innovation. So they get to self-select, and it does not have to be a campaign. It could be a single element. That's really interesting. I, I remember I was at the um, Alex Boguski, who is the... Chief Creative Officer here, you know him very well. Um, he was the president of the Titanium Jury at Cannes, and I remember being at the press conference past June, and there was all sorts of talk about what what the Titanium should be, and who were who would decide what the Titanium is, and how can it change from year to year. But 
it's also an award that was getting a lot more prestige, and it sounds like this is in the same vein where it could be a category that gets more and more important. It is because it really is looking for those things that are breaking the the forms and uh, investigating new ground. And I wanted to go back for a moment to the idea of something being irrelevant versus something that is in flux. Uh, mm-hmm. We're looking at categories. It's hard to put uh, a, a really clear picture on awards like hybrid or content and contact, because they really are defining themselves each year in a new way. They're intended to be open-ended in order that the new work and the truly amazing innovation would be able to make its way in. If it's highly defined, it can't. So by nature, it is a little bit um, vague. Which which can be confusing and also can be liberating because it gives you a chance to, uh, you know, find a spot for your work. It is, and I think that it's the jury's job to defend their choice. And ultimately, it is imperfect. And in any given year, you'll see a snapshot of work elevated by any award show. And they're really saying vis-a-vis the jury, we believe this work, from the work that we've received, is the best that we, we received. And we're elevating it as an example of truly groundbreaking work. Amy, do you think that broadcast will still continue to be king, though, or do you anticipate a time when that's going to change? Well, having had the experience of managing a couple of award shows now, I know for a fact that broadcast as a category is uh, flat. In other words, the entries that are coming in there, by virtue of broadcast to include digital broadcast, it will get larger because that is, in fact, broadcast. But um, if we're speaking about TV commercials only, yes, I would imagine that we would see that tapering off as the largest category in most award shows. I think a lot of people would like to see that, don't you? I think so, but but really, why? Uh, What is wrong with uh, TV being a large category? What needs to happen is other categories need to become as important and reach the same kind of importance that TV once had. That's right. Actually, that's an excellent point. (laughs) That's an excellent point, Amy. What can I say? Let's talk a little bit about Young Guns. You said that one of the... um, goals or, or the mission of the Art Directors Club is to inspire and and to get students and young professionals um, inspired and interested in, in, in the industry. Can you talk a little bit about Young Guns? Sure. And while the ADC awards are certainly the engine of this organization, it is no less important that we really function as an inspirational source for folks that have not entered the industry yet, students, young professionals, and indeed professionals in the middle of their career, provide inspiration. And the way that we do that um, really varies by the level. But Young Guns is probably the most exciting thing that we do for young creatives, and that is that since 1996, on a biennial basis, the ADC has opened a competition which allows creatives under 30 who are involved in graphic design or photography or illustration or advertising, interactive media, to enter their work. Seven pieces of the ten that they can enter 
are professional work. In other words, it's been done in the service of a client. But they can also include up to three pieces. There is their personal work. And that really gives it a certain edge and wonderful element that's extremely creative. Those ten pieces are entered in this year in the sixth class of Young Guns. They will be judged by a jury of past Young Guns, who over the course of the years that Young Guns has been in existence have risen to a level of great prominence in advertising, design, illustration, photography. Some examples would be Ray Inamoto at AKQA, um, Chris Rubino, uh, Floto and Warner. These are individuals who will be a part of the James Vittori is another one, who is a former Young Gun who's really become, it's almost as if this Young Gun uh, is a is a career maker in a sense it, because it really defines a young person of great talent who's willing to go out on the f- line with their work and say, "Look at me, I think I'm good. Take a look at what I'm doing," and that shows a certain kind of initiative that seems to carry through to later mm-hmm. career. So that call will open on April third, and more information can be gotten about that at adcyoungguns.org. Oh, that sounds really exciting. Do you think, I mean, there's a lot of talk if you read the trade publications and just talking to agency execs that there's a lack of people going into advertising right now and that when they're looking, you know, when really talented people are looking at what industry to go into, advertising isn't it anymore. I mean, is that something that you encounter? Well, I wonder why that would be. And I think that if you look at the programs that, ADC offers, which, by the way, ADC is a nonprofit. Therefore, all of the money that we make is put back into the system as programming for, as I said, young creative students and young professionals and, indeed, professionals at the top of their game. It's all offered here at the ADC Gallery in Chelsea on 29th Street for very affordable um, Rates, for example, uh, Designism, which happened uh, in December, is a conference that received a lot of blog coverage. It was amazing. Michael Wolf was there, um, uh, Milton Glaser, uh, among others, and it was a sold-out situation. But these are tickets that could be gotten for twenty-five and thirty dollars. That would be quite a bit more anywhere else. That's what ADC stands for. So when we talk about young people, there are a lot of programs here that we have that are designed to attract and to educate and to provide the opportunity to young people who who might not even have a clue as to what is possible in the visual communications industry. And it's going to happen this December as well. It happens every December. It it will probably be a little earlier this year, Designism 3.0, but as far as the um, programming for young people, let me give you a couple examples. We have uh, um, a photography uh, summer school that takes place here that came vis-a-vis Henry Wolf, who gave us the a former member of the ADC who endowed the ADC to teach young people who would not have the opportunity to learn otherwise about photography. And so there's a workshop that takes place here in the summer for 50 New York um, adolescents to learn about photography. Another example are two career workshops that take place here uh, in the spring and in the fall at ADC that give 50 young people from around the area the opportunity to dabble in what we call in the general sense advertising. 
And uh, it's amazing what you see. It's really exciting to see these kids put their work up on the wall. And you see there's so much talent. And yet they didn't really have an idea of where to channel that talent. And so this way the ADC has opened the door and provided the connections so that they would be able to, say, pursue their interest now that the window has been opened. Can we, let's, you know, let's do this. I want to ask you, some, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk more. We'll be back right after this. Sounds great. Sit tight and don't move. The Hook will be back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. (laughs) I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. On top of the World Wide Web stands an elite class of multi-billion dollar online internet giants. Excellence and execution and exposure are key. WebmasterRadio.fm has gathered together an elite society of experts that will give you the tools necessary to move ahead of the pack. Affiliate marketing, advertising, and public relations. Find your way to the top. Check out the affiliate marketing, advertising, and public relations section on demand on WebmasterRadio.fm. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, welcome back. I'm Katie Kempner, and today we are talking to my friend Amy Brophy, Executive Director of the Art Directors Club. Hello, Amy. Hello. 
that's my favorite part, <laughs> the in and the out. So we were talking about a whole bunch of different things that um, you're up to at the Art Directors Club, and one thing that we didn't get to, something that's very prestigious, that is just a huge feather in a in an adver- long-time advertising professional's cap, the Hall of Fame. Can we talk a little bit? And it's, oh, Wait, I, sh- I have to back up. It's not just advertising, design as a whole. Could we talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame? Sure. The um, ADC Hall of Fame is, uh, was established in the 70s, and it honors some uh, individuals, uh, both living and posthumously, who have really stood out in the fields of advertising and design. And it also includes photographers and illustrators. And this award has included folks like Richard Avedon, Walt Disney, Milton Glaser, Leo Burnett, Annie Leibovitz, Issey Miyake, Paul Rand, Norman Rockwell, Massimo Vignelli, and it is a high honor to uh, those people who have really changed the face of the visual communications fields. And when do you when do you make your, you know when when do you make your decisions every year? How are those made? Those are made by a nomination committee that is made up of uh, an advisory board to the ADC, and it's made up of who's who, uh, some of them Hall of Famers themselves. And we will soon announce a very prestigious slate of uh, Hall of Famers who will be announced in the uh, spring, and we will be celebrating their uh, entrance into the Hall of Fame with a festival here at the ADC made up of several nights of speaking events with those individuals and capping off with an exhibit and gala dinner at the ADC Gallery here in Chelsea. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So when we first started the show today, you talked about how the original mission of the Art Directors Club was to legitimize fine artists in the, in the business of advertising. And one of the things that um, I think about and I've noticed is sort of the overall tone of the industry and how it's gone back and forth. And there's been times when it's almost been kind of self-loathing industry and other times when it's been much more positive. What do you feel is the tone of the industry right now? Well, I I can't help but think about the beginnings of this organization, which was born at a time when it was having a little bit of self-loathing. It was in the beginning stages of illustrators beginning to do commercial work, and there there was a lot of trepidation about that. And then during the I'm sorry, during the late 40s, when TV became part of the offering of the award show, there was a lot of discussion in the in the press and in the awards annuals and the newsletters that ADC has about. You know, was this the right thing to do? We, they didn't know what was was this was this viable? Was this something to do? Was it the right thing to do? And I think that now we're yet again at another fork in the road where the industry is having to reinvent itself, but really adjust and move forward. And I feel like this is a little bit of of um, a period of instability, moving into a very exciting not moving into, but in the middle of a very exciting change. There are um, a number of agencies that are very well grooved in the change, and they're moving ahead with full force. Crispin is one. And there are others that are inventing themselves on the sidelines, much like the uh, proliferation of small agencies during the first dot-com uh, 
era. Uh, mm-hmm. It's happening now where you see these many agencies popping up that are answering the demands of advertisers because they understand what consumers want. That's always been the challenge. And I think that whether it's self-loathing or confusion, I'm not sure, but but it's really something that's going to have to be answered and will be answered so that those who get on board will be a part of it and those who stay, uh, who insist on staying put and staying still will not. Because there's no staying still. I don't think so. I don't think any of us can. <laughs> there's no staying still. <laughs> so what are you most looking forward to in the coming year? I think that we're looking very excited about, into, that is the board and I, excited about uh, making the ADC Gallery a hub for visual communications in general. And what that would mean is we're partnering with a number of very influential blogs to do conferences here in the uh, ADC Gallery, which is this beautiful white box space that can really accommodate a lot of people and really be the nerve center of visual communications for people who are lucky enough to live here right in the tri-state area or alternately who can access this program, this programming through podcasts on adcglobal.org. Let's talk about that really quickly, just, you know, blogs and podcasts. You, you referred to podcasts easier, I mean, earlier. How are you um, I- integrating these things with, with what the Art Directors Club is doing? Well, the membership of the ADC is international, and to offer um, full membership value to our members around the globe, not everybody can walk into this building, and we don't want them to receive any less than uh, members here in the city. So what we have done is we have provided a variety of methods podcast being one, videocast being others, of events taking place here in the gallery in order that our members anywhere can watch or take part in the programming at a time that serves them best. That's fantastic. That's just one way that podcasting is really, you know, perfectly utilized, I think. I think so, and I think that we find that more and more our members that really enjoy the prestige of the ADC are now able to access the activities that are taking place live here in the in the gallery. Well, I can't wait to get to the gallery. Amy, that's all we have time for today. Will you come back and join us again? Of course. It's great talking to you today. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Katie. Bye-bye, and thank you for listening. That's all we have time for today, but please join me next Tuesday for another edition of The Hook. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.